0: Welcome to Lunch Hour Legal Marketing. Before we get started, we want to thank our sponsor, Nexa, formerly known as Answer One, is a leading virtual receptionist and answering service provider for law firms. Learn more by giving them a call at 800 267 9371 or online at
1: www.nexa.com. Welcome to Lunch Hour Legal Marketing with your hosts, Guy Sakalakis and Kelly Street, teaching you how to promote, market, and make fat stacks for your legal practice here on Legal Talk Network.
0: Hey, everybody. No Kelly today because she is probably at the airport on her way to the airport. ABA Tech Show, which is where we will be doing this impromptu lunch hour legal marketing episode. So thanks for tuning in. I'm really excited today to have our guest, Rich Marvel, and I'm going to let Rich tell his story here in a second, but I, I the, the genesis of this episode in the short version was I'm checking out this firm track, in which we're going to talk about today, but it really, the story in there and the problems that Rich and his team are solving really resonated with me in the context of understanding uh, metrics at your firm, for me particularly as they relate to marketing, but we're, we'll dive deeper on all the different KPIs that firms should be thinking about. But I'm gonna shut up and let Rich tell us what you were doing before FirmTrack and a little bit about yourself. What do, what do we need to know about Rich?
2: Well, gee, I'm a solo practicing attorney in Bloomington, Illinois, which is just a couple hours south of Chicago. And I came to an epiphany within my own practice that I was somewhat working Blind. I didn't have an understanding of what was moving my law firm and where the direction of my law firm was going. This is at the same time I started to scale my law firm with the inclusion of some independent contractor resources, adding some additional staff members. So we were really busy, but I didn't know how effective we were. And I struggled with digging into my existing project management or practice management solution to be able to get quick answers to some of the things that I wanted to look at. For example, I started to become worried that I didn't have a temporal memory of dates, due dates, activities, tasks, things that were taking place within the law firm. You know, 10 years ago we had yellow pads and we were kind of keeping this long to-do list and in this day and age it just was not feasible. 10 years ago, I know lawyers still doing that. Well, most of them are, most of them are. So I needed a way to have a better view of what my data um, included. So at that point we were using Practice Panther and I went out to the marketplace to see if I could find something that would answer my problem. And I couldn't find anything at that time, so I looked into some custom solutions. The custom solutions were were gonna require thousands of dollars of cap costs, and operating costs was gonna be an ongoing expense that I didn't want to incur. So I went out and I hired a project manager who immediately came in and started to optimize how I was doing some of my data capture points, and he started to run some pretty robust Excel spreadsheet downloads that I became very dependent upon. And once that a- happened, we kind of decided that we could just automate this because I didn't want to wait until Monday morning. I wanted to look more proactively and predictively where I was going within the firm. And that's when we decided we would take it to the cloud. Awesome. So then we engaged some developers, I'm not a developer, and we build it out at that point. And we've been in development for a little over a year at
0: this point. That's awesome. I, I love that you're a practicing lawyer had a problem at your firm, and now you you're building tech to solve the problem, which is what we're here to talk, we're talking about at the ABA Tech Show. Yeah, I think the
2: ABA Tech Show is a nice platform to
0: for lawyers to explore the different
2: options that they can implement within the law firm. Where I'm passionate and my passionate space is, for the small lawyers, I've sat through probably 30 different demos of programs as part of due diligence and also in my solution. And a lot of the programs would say, well, your capital expenditure to, to bring us in. $80,000. And it's going to cost you $80,000 a year to maintain this. And I have to like it almost I almost lose my breath. Right. I'm a small guy. Mm-hmm. I have a I have a in my I have a great practice and I'm blessed. $80,000 a year to That's maintain big. a project management That's solution. Big. Yeah.
0: You're not te- you're not you're, most of these firms are not tech companies. They're not tech companies. So there are
2: solutions out there if you have a huge budget and I think, you know, 25 lawyers, 60 staff people, your options become there's a lot of options in yeah. this. You're space. in the enterprise space then. I wanted, and I'm passionate about the small lawyers, and I wanted to empower small lawyers to have the same ability that their big law counterparts have. And I think it's it's easily done, and it's just a matter of implementing it within that space.
0: Awesome, so let's, let's dive deep. How does it work? How, how does the tool work? How do you get set up on it? Where's it pulling data from? The tool is a
2: cloud-based software as a service application. All our data is stored in AWS um, onshore. FirmTrack directly connects to your practice management solution. So we have direct connections with a variety of providers. So we have API access, so we directly connect to the data and we pull it into FirmTrack. FirmTrack at that point imposes some of the user-defined variables that we put in, so billable targets, for example, cost of resources, determination who's full-time and what full-time actually means for them. Because what we want to determine is some of the metrics associated with efficacy of the staff and efficacy comes down to whether or not they're being you know capturing their time are they utilizing all the time available how much of that time are they billing once the user-defined variables are included then the program then pulls the data from your practice management solution sprinkles in the user-defined variables and then elicits and comes up with the metrics that come out on the firm track dashboard
0: yeah and the dashboard looks pretty sharp it's um well visualized data representation that seems like a, a real focus of the tool
2: Yeah, the idea is to provide deep-level assessment as quickly as possible. Time is what drives law firms and that's what motivates me in order to do this. So I want to be able to take a quick assessment at the data to be able to make decisions on where my law firm needs to go. Historically, a lot of the graphs and the data visualizations that are coming out of the tools are honestly a little cumbersome to actually get to and then they're also very one-dimensional. So you're only looking at one access as opposed to starting to take a look at multi-dimensional data sets in order to make better insights and better decisions. So I just don't want to look at aggregate hours. I want to look at aggregate hours and then compare it to maybe what matter type that they're working on. And maybe I want to start looking at profit margin. You know, where are the margins? And where is my team most effective? what areas of my practice should I just ignore because I'm losing money? Right. There's a difference between being busy and being successful. Uh, Uh, Absolutely. I I wanted to remove myself from being busy and try to to focus my time on those matters that I was most profitable and most effective at.
0: Very smart. And
2: it was important to me, because I'm dealing in this small space, that I think the gravity of change within lawyers is, is strong. And I think that the idea of, Bringing in a new product and teaching people a new platform, new processes, new procedures is, I would say, destined to fail in 99.9% of all law firms. Keep it easy. It's just the the reality. So it was important to me because my staff wasn't going to just open up to a new change. And frankly, I wasn't going to spend $80,000 for a new platform. It was important for me to use existing tools and systems and processes. The data is there. Lawyers have the data. They just don't know how to access it and that's what firm track gives you the ability to do
0: very cool so you you touched on i was going to ask you well what are some of the uh, the primary kpis that you really uh, f- have focused on even as your experience as a, a lawyers i think a lot of lawyers they don't even they're not even at that stage to even start to be like oh yeah like revenue gross profit margin net profit what are some of the key kpis that have really become important to you that you're focused on and then what are you know what kind of Does firm track? Is it kind of like any KPI you can get in there, or what KPIs do you you find that most of your users are really jump off the page for them?
2: Yeah, if you start with the concept that we're trying to do an 80/20, and a lot of our betas or users now are identifying needs within their own particular firm where they want custom reporting, and that has been a a sticking point for us, because what our goal is is to provide fundamentals, and from the fundamentals, then there's always some one offshoots that. Some law firms will have some obscure report that means something to them, but it means nothing to anyone else. We're not doing those types of reports, because that doesn't come out of the data the the way that we want it to. So the information that our clients are looking at will include, and the things that actually drove my practice are profit margins and utilization. Are your resources capturing the time, because if they're not capturing the time, there's no way that it's ever going to be built. So the appearance of someone being busy and working all day, if that translates into capturing two hours of their time, even if it's for administrative work and maybe of that two hours, one hour is billed, that's a terrible ROI on your investment because your staff is only billing one hour and then once you put your collection percentage on, you may be only getting you know 0.75 of that one hour. So for me, once I was able to identify that and I softly encourage my staff to start tracking their time better, then you can start seeing substantial changes in your margins because you know, the hourly rates are so significant at times. Right. So that was a huge market for me or a, a, a metric that I wanted to see. The other metrics are my top 10s. I wanted to be able to quickly look and see who my top 10 clients were, who my top 10 matters were, and my top 10 matter types. So within my own law firm, I have about 15 matter types. Within those matter types, I can selectively determine which ones are more profitable or not profitable. Which one am I leveraging my time the best and which one I'm most effective at? And it was surprising to me that the one areas of practice where I thought were most profitable in the law firm were the least leveraged. So I was really busy, but I really wasn't making any money on those areas of the practice. By identifying that, then it goes back to your neck of the woods as far as marketing. Now I can market, I can strategically market to the areas of the practice that I want to grow, that I'm most margined at, that my team and my staff and resources, they enjoy working on the most, they're the most effective, and it's easier for us to process. So instead of trying to be the Swiss Army knife, I want to focus on what we're good at and get better at those things, as opposed to just being average at everything.
0: Right. No, it makes a ton of sense. And I love the way that you framed that because you validated the quality from a business standpoint of different matter types of different clients, and that's directly tied to marketing, right? Because you should be uh, spending more time and more resources on those matter types and those types of clients that the patterns you've identified that you've already proven through data are the most profitable for your firm, and stop spending money and time on the ones that aren't. That ultimately is the goal of truly having a business model
2: that is replicable, repeatable, and scalable. Without being able to identify those factors that you just indicated, you're at the whims of whatever comes through your door and how your marketing efforts work. So by identifying the areas that you want to work in and that are most profitable and you're most effective, now you've got a sustainable business. Right. Because now you can do target marketing to actually grow your business in a, in, a, in a structured way. You know, one of the integrations that's been really helpful over the last couple weeks is we finalized an integration with QuickBooks. And I love the practice management tools that we have integrated with, but the reality is in the small law space, The adoption of practice management is not as robust as I would like it to to, to be. So QuickBooks opens up an entire new platform for us because most lawyers are going to be working with QuickBooks, and now our metrics can work with QuickBooks and provide a lot of insight for lawyers who even just have QuickBooks and nothing else.
0: Right. No. And and as we were talking, even in kind of preparation for the episode, I think you know from putting my my marketing blinders on here, I'm thinking, all right, I got QuickBooks line items for marketing and uh, networking expenses, and you're gonna be able to take all that and the time you're spending on those things and see it visualized on your dashboard of like, hey, this is actually translating into directional growth in terms of net profit, because you have that data there and it just makes it much more accessible. Right, it's it's removing the ignorance from the decision-making process. And with QuickBooks,
2: now we're able to incorporate true overheads and expenses within the law firm because if you go to like classic breakdown of how revenue should be generated with the law firm, a third of that total revenue is gonna go to expenses, a third should likely go to your resource costs and the cost of actually delivering the work, and a third should be profit. By pulling in QuickBooks, we can instantly assess where a law firm is whether or not they're bloated on their on their cost of resources, or if their expenses are too high relative to their margins that they want to maintain, so it's been it's been very helpful that way. Our, our customers have
0: really enjoyed that. Awesome. Well, Rich Marvel, thank you so much for taking some time to uh, talk to me today. If people want to learn more about uh, FirmTrack and what you're up to over there. How does the, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Yeah,
2: you can go to our website at FirmTrack.com. You can also find us on LinkedIn and uh, other social media sites. So we'd be happy to talk with lawyers about their
0: opportunities to visualize their data and make better decisions. Awesome. Thanks again. And uh, to our listeners, thank you so much for uh, tuning in to this impromptu episode of Lunch Hour Legal Marketing from the ABA Tech Show in Chicago 2020. As always, if you have feedback, would like to be a guest or leave a review, please don't hesitate to do so on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasting. Thanks so much Have a great day.
1: Thank you for listening to Lunch Hour Legal Marketing. If you'd like more information about what you heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts and RSS. Follow Legal Talk Network on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And or download the free app from Legal Talk Network in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by Legal Talk Network. It's officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, or subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. If you're a lawyer running a solo or small firm and you're looking for other lawyers to talk through issues you're currently facing in your practice join the Unbillable Hours Community Roundtable, a free virtual event on the third Thursday of every month. Lawyers from all over the country come together and meet with me, lawyer and law firm management consultant Christopher T. Anderson, to discuss best practices on topics such as marketing, client acquisition, hiring and firing, and time management. The conversation is free to join, but requires a simple reservation. The link to RSVP can be found on the unbillable hour page at legaltalknetwork.com. We'll see you there.